We're about to light up season three of Drifter's Sympathy on Feral Audio. Episode one is called Dawn of Individuation, which rolls the clock back to right when you decide who you want to be and the kinds of early decisions that, for better or worse, completely mold the rest of the shape of your life. Episode two is going to be called Loner Legends, sort of an attempt to define who the underdog really is and their role in history and culture and art. Season three drops on October 23rd. This is Emil Amos. Check out Drifter Sympathy on feralaudio.com. special like caliper to measure how much you've eaten of the watermelon or the or the the cantaloupe huh what am i what am i a rind meter <laughs> what am i a rind meter i'm sorry guys I'm, I'm just trying to figure make this work how it's supposed to be here um i apologize this is the beginning of the show it's just not sounding exactly how you want to have it here just yet it's a matter of getting it to a point where it sounds like me, but not quite like me. You know, 
You know what I sound like, right? If you listen to this before, I don't know. There we go. We're really close. We're getting pretty close there. Is that pretty close? That sounds almost like, hey, hey, Dad. Well, look, if you're going to sell, if you look, I, I don't want you going door to door with those, okay? I know we live in a really conservative, white, Upper class, blue, no blue crust collar neighborhood. But I don't know if I want you going door to door at those chocolate bars for your t ball team. Okay, I think I want to have you just do it at school. Look, I know everyone else is doing it at school, but you should just do it at school. Okay, look, do you want me just to give some money to the t ball team? I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't care. Oh, okay. Hey. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. My name is Johnny Pemberton, and this is where it is. This is the sound location of Echo Remnants. It's the corner bag. It's like that bag filled with cedar chips that your audiophile buddy said to put in the corner as a bass trap. That's it. This is it, the bass trap. Actually, I don't think it's a bag of wood chips. I think it's a bag of sand that you use for a bass trap. Uh, Alex Trebek, question. What is the best filler for a burlap corner bass trap in your home or semi-professional homemade studio? The answer would be sand. I think it would be. It might be old jeans. I don't know. If you can't laugh at yourself, then how are you going to make it up to heaven's door? You know what I mean? It's an old saying, uh, because the camel is in the eye of the needle. It's, it's in the, the camel, the eye of the needle is in the camel's eye of the beholder. It's in the, the eye of the beholder is not easy to get a rich man through the eye of the, the camel's beholder. The, the be- if you're going to behold a camel, and you're looking at its eye, you better make sure you're rich, because you're not going to get through looking at that eye of the camel unless you have a significant amount of uh, overhead. Well, not over, you don't want overhead. Overhead's expensive, you don't want overhead. You want to have the ability to spend, the, you want to be able to afford, afford the overhead, because overhead's like a, you know, it's literally the roof, overhead. So if you want to pass through the eye of that camel, you just better, if you're poor, better poke it in the eye with a needle. So that's uh, uh, Matthew, Mark, Jason, six. 294264 high, 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 dub, dub. And that's, uh, that's a really great place of the Bible to check out if you're interested in finding um, some ideas for real estate. Because real estate, you know what they say about real estate, it's the third oldest profession after uh, dancing. So it's always going to be around. People are always going to want to have help being convinced of a place that they can, can easily convert to a nice living arrangement to be have it convinced to them that they can easily convert it to a nice living arrangement by someone other than a friend. So that's what I have to say about real estate in the Bible. And just let you know you're listening to Twisting the Wind. This is a new episode if you haven't heard it before. And if you're listening to it again, thank you. <laughs> Number one, thank you, is for tuning in. Number two, thank you, is for rating and reviewing the podcast. You guys have done it a lot already. That's been really appreciated. I'm not kidding. But if you would continue to do so, or not continue, but do it in the first place, that would be great. Number three, thank you for your kind emails at twistingthewind.com at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for guests, 
I'd love that. I would love it. Really, truly would. Also, I'll... Shut up. I'll take any type of uh, mixes you have or any music you like to send my way because I'm always looking for... You know, I'm always looking for a good new tune to blast me away. And I think that's all three. I I do want to let you know about this. Okay, I do want to let you know about this. It's not guaranteed and it hasn't been set in stone. Stone! But there's a very strong possibility. It's not not, not a possibility. It's not a a possibility. It's not a possibility. It's going to happen. There are going to be some limited edition Twisting the Wind t-shirts available soon. The design is being finalized with genius, brilliant artist. Britt Sanders, a.k.a. SuperSecretPowWow.com. So investigate that website. But uh, she'll be designing this amazing t-shirt that'll be for purchase on the website. <laughs> now, you can, now you can buy it through the goddamn podcast. Just click, uh, just talk back to the podcast, and it'll also just shoot a t-shirt out the speakers. It'll be all ripped up, depending on how size the bigger the holes are of your speakers. But it's going to come to you for a nominal a nominal price. And it's like I said, it's probably going to be a limited edition. So, so suck on that in your vice tube. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And um, I've talked about this before, but I'm trying to do a, uh, a compilation of the best of the calls. So maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll slide down the old shoot of purchase. A purchase. Everybody loves a good purchase. Shoot. So, Donna, 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 oh, Donna, la, 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 Totally agree with DJ CCCL there, Johnny Jeffco. Totally agree with him about that dead skin cell thing. It's really important to exfoliate, to slough. Is that how you say it? To slough off that uh, excess exterior. You want to get that off. Because when you do, when you get off that excess exterior, that's when the magic happens. That's when you start really absorbing the the sun's rays, really taking compliments in a new way. Uh, double fold, because you're going to be looking better, so you're going to be getting compliments. Because uh, your skin's it's just been sloughed. And uh, two, it's just going to allow us those, 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 those goods to penetrate. And those new cells are more resistant to negativity than the cells that were there before. So what Donnie Jeffcoat said about that is so true, even though he said it casually at the end of his speech, it was sort of cut off. And even that speech was sort of pasted onto the back end of something else that wasn't that interesting. <laughs> oh, God. Laugh until you choke. That's what Grandma said. That's why she lived till she's 101. <laughs> oh, but seriously, laugh until you choke, uh, but don't choke until you die. <laughs> Uh, actually, that is like uh, seriously. Hey, seriously, honestly, that's probably like a good way to good way to live. Laugh until you choke, but don't choke until you die. Twisting the wind. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, I want to get a little mel here. Um, I made this sound using the microphones. I microphone and the components I have, the audio components, and I just think it's really pleasant. And it's going to lead in nicely to a very short, brief phone call I'm going to have here to introduce my guest. And I just, you know, I'm pleased to punch. And I think we should probably endeavor as people to do more drinking of punch and serving of punch. Because it's like a, it's, there's just the, the beverage thing has gotten out of hand. Mm.
You've dialed the wrong number! All calls are reported to ensure quality service is provided. Good evening. Thank you for choosing the Storage Center. This is Jason with whom I have the pleasure of speaking with. Hey, Jason. This is Johnny Pemberton. How you doing? I'm doing well, and you? Uh, I'm doing well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say good, but, you know, sort of mean the same thing, don't they? <laughs> How can I help you, sir? Uh, I'm not completely sure exactly. I'm interested in some storage solutions. Uh, I have a good friend, uh, Duncan Trussell, who I had on my podcast. Do you know him? Um, no, sir. I don't apologize okay. about that. No, it's okay. I mean, I just was curious. Duncan, he's a great guy. He's really got, like, a lot of uh, ducks in a row, so to speak. You ever, you ever say that phrase, mm-hmm. ducks in a row? Yeah, I've heard it before. You know, it's weird, though, because I, th- I was just thinking about that. I've never actually seen any ducks in a row. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> Only when they're first born. Are you serious? Yeah, when they're uh, first born, you know how they'll follow the mother all in the line. I guess so. Yeah. They get older. Well, that's weird then. I wonder what that has to do with... (laughs) Because the phrase ducks in a row, doesn't that mean you've got everything organized, like lined up? Isn't that what that means? Yeah, that just... it, It means that, you know, you have everything set up and organized. But do you think it would mean, like, only referring to if you have kids? I don't have any kids. I don't know. Do you have kids? <laughs> no. Yeah. See, how do we have ducks in a row if we don't have any ducklings? So it's sort of like a <laughs> goes without saying there. My friend Duncan, he, I think he's thought about having ducklings, but I don't, he doesn't have any yet. But um, I think he will eventually have ducklings. But uh, are, are you really interested in animals? Do you, oh. do you know a lot about animals? Um, I don't know wild animals. I don't know, like dogs and cats and rabbits and stuff. <laughs> oh, rabbits! Yeah, I would love to have a rabbit. Do you have a rabbit? I no, no, no. I have a dog. Oh, I have, cool! Uh, five dogs, actually. You're kidding me. No. Get I'm out not. of town. <laughs> you have five canines. <laughs> yep, five dogs. Wow. Um, are they all the same age? No, um, their age, they differ. They're all completely different dogs. Wow, so you really are a dog person, All of them are none the same. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a dog, especially the lost ones. Oh, so you're you're a rescuer? No, I wouldn't say a rescuer because I won't stop and pick up any dog. Right. But I do, I am a sucker for a little lost face. (laughs) Well, I mean, just that right there is already really good. Because there's a lot of people who won't even even look at them. They'll just pass that ragamuffin and they won't even look at them. Actually, my friend Duncan, who I'm about to talk to here on the podcast, he, um, he rescued a dog recently he his first dog was the same way he's he's a good story the car the dog basically jumped in the car and kind of barked at him and growled at him but then he he saw through that to see that the animal was just scared and he took it home and got it all gussied up and washed and everything it was it was a great dog very smart little animal oh yeah you know that that's the that's kind of awesome i know that's the kind of magnanimous behavior that he exhibits exhibits on like pretty much a daily basis so it's pretty fun to um to live in the same spatial universe as him and and just really, you know, go see a movie sometimes. Well, that is truly amazing. Yeah, and we were thinking about creating like a space together, something where we could like have sort of like a viewing of um, the things we create. Mm-hmm. 
because we do like these different sort of sculptures with a, they're very like low key nature sculptures, like sticks and um, twine and things like that. Found objects like horseshoes and Mm -hmm. old pipes, maybe like a a beer can from a different era that was made of a material that's not aluminum. Right. Yeah, that's, but that's and Duncan's And what do you guys thing. do with those things? Well, do you just view them? It's you like, just, like, make stuff out of them? Yeah, there's this idea of samsara. Have you ever heard of that? Samsara? I, th- I think a sam... Well, samsara is also a thing. But I think it's a thing called samsara. Mm-hmm. And it's the... Um, it's... Well, I'm not, I don't fully understand it, but I believe it has to do with... It's this Tibetan painting that you make with sand. It's like the Wheel of Life. But they it, they spend so mm-hmm. much time making it. It's very difficult. They spend a lot of time making it. But as soon as it's finished, they just destroy it. They don't destroy it. They don't destroy it like burn it or sm- drop a bomb on it. They just sort of blow it away because it's like a thing where it's not the product that you're trying to create. It's the act of making it that is what is great. You know what I mean? Right. It's like it's not the it's mm-hmm. not the destination. It's the journey. You've heard that before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I, I always—it's so hard to remember that in daily life. I think I think animals sure help us out with that, you know. Yeah. Because dogs animals live in the do live on the edge. They live on the edge. Yeah. Uh, you can't gonna stop that dog from falling. You know that Aerosmith song. Living on the edge. Which one? It goes like this. Living on the edge. Don't gonna stop yourself from falling. But living on the edge. You know that one? It's a couple years back. Um, I don't recall that one. <laughs> well, that's like it's not a very good song. I'm not an Aerosmith fan by any means, but they say that living on the edge, something about never going to stop yourself from falling. But I think it would be a funny take on it if instead of you said living, stopping yourself from falling, you're like never going to stop that dog from falling. <laughs> That'd be funny. Like incorporate the word dog into it. Yeah. Yeah. The dog. Yeah. That's what Duncan and I did on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, he just does like these backflips with his voice that it's just so fun. And it sounds like you have that same ability. A backflip? Like a, like a vocal backflip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you you can do a backflip? Um, mm, no, I'm not that really not really good at doing the backflip. Yeah, neither <laughs> am I. That's something altogether different. <laughs> What's Yeah, it is. You have to be think on your toes. Yeah, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Both both ways. Both ways, figuratively and literally. That's what Duncan <laughs> Duncan's real good at that. Duncan Trussell, two S's, two L's, is really good at that. Mm. He's outstanding. But it's just it's and really is great. That's the guy that you- is that the guy that you're renting storage with or I was thinking about that. Yeah, it's also the guy I'm having on the podcast. He's a friend of mine, and he just, you know, I talked to someone before a little while ago, and I, I described his, him as, uh, you know how some people raise the bar? Mm-hmm. He smashes that bar with a white glove. <laughs> Does that make sense? He smashes the bar with the white glove, so he's above the bar. Yeah, well, he just, like, the bar evaporates. It becomes like becomes like a, a piece of sugar cane or something. It just, you just, he sprays his mind water at it and it just evaporates. And then we're just floating like a, like a speeding wizard over the lands. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to say that, not that wizards are Thank real, you. but... 
<laughs> what were you he's gonna that say? great, huh? Yeah, I really think so. so. He's that great. He's like he's like a bunch of he's like a pack of dogs. <laughs> yeah. Wow, a pack of dogs. Oh, maybe not a wild <laughs> pack of dogs, but just a pack of dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> you like to be warm. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that goes without that I goes do. with saying because your name is and typically it doesn't bloom in the heat of the summer. Mm-hmm. There you go. They do. <laughs> that makes sense. I've never really thought about it that way. There you go, yeah, because this is a very very fragrant flower. And if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. it does bloom in the summer. And it's those summer nights when you're walking around to the neighborhood or just anywhere and this one's in bloom. It's just that it's a very intoxicating scent. It does have a very strong scent to it. it. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. The Chinese have been known to use it to flavor teas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flavor teas and make lotions and perfumes and sprays and all the other stuff. Everything. A good spray is uh, something to be written down about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you just, can you outright buy one? Uh, well, you can rent one. But you can't outright um, buy it? I'm not it. sure if you can buy it. That would be a fun thing to no, buy it. No, I'm not it. sure if you can Okay. To buy a storage unit. <laughs> did you hear about this one guy who did? Uh, no, I didn't know that you could. There's this guy, James Fetimore, and he is sort of like this uh, halfway evil genius from Little Rock, Arkansas, and he found mm-hmm. a way to buy a storage unit from these people. He outright bought it. And they basically gave it to him like property because he spent a significant amount of money on it. But this guy, James Fenimore, he knew underneath the storage space was a vast well of um, a certain type of very, very well, very, uh, well, not wealthy, uh, very expensive, very worth a lot of money, like a a mineral vein. And he Mm -hmm. set up this drilling equipment and drilled down into the ground and was able to produce, I don't know, something like $5 million worth of molybdenum out of this storage shed. And wow. so, you know, yokes on who? Right. Yeah. Wow. I know. And it was his unit, so he got to keep it all. He did. But, you know, it was a lot of work because building a molybdenum mine in Arkansas is difficult because it takes a certain type of pressure. But, you know, if you're smart enough and you got the work ethic, I guess... Uh, you don't mind doing it if the payoff is down the road because molybdenum isn't used very much in the United States, I believe. I think it's more of a something Eastern European used in manufacturing. So you got to get that molybdenum over there. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, I just read about it recently. Know you could do that. I didn't know you could either. And honestly, I think you probably can't. I think it's, <laughs> I, think it's something, I think it's like a, a one-timer. You know what I mean? Yeah, one time, never happen again, so don't even ask type thing. <laughs> do not. That's like life, though. <laughs> life, you only, you only get one life. It is. Yeah, um, I think I want right, to have... So don't ask for another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> how dare you? I wonder if I should get Duncan on here pretty soon. You think I should? Um... If you would like, if he's going to be running the unit with you, then sure. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not actually here physically right now, but he will be when I patch everything together, I think. So, um, oh, okay. yeah. Um, 
remember. Let me... I should probably consult with him real quick and um, maybe hit you back uh-huh. up here. Is that going to work out? Okay. We're all a light. Whether or not for light for Jesus, a light for something else, we're all a beacon, all a torch of light. And we got to shine that light. So... Right. A lot of people don't know that they're light. No, they don't. They're darkness. They're like they a, have the light. They're a, they're like a opposite of light. They're like a a black hole. But you can turn a black hole into a torch if you want to. You just ha- you just have to work at it. But be willing. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go shine yeah. my light here. I guess there's a little bit of a, a hiccup. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go shine my light. <laughs> well, go ahead and shine your light and share it with everyone. Sounds great. I'm going to do that. You do it, too. Wonderful, wonderful times, Absolutely. days ahead. Absolutely, sir. Great. Uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Be well. No problem, sir. Well, is there anything else that I can help you with? I think that's, I think that's about it. I think I'm pretty pretty good. I think I'm pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Bye-bye. No problem. Bye-bye. Take care. See you on the, see you on the other side. Uh, when, we're all, when we're all there. All right, say no more. Say no more. All right, bye-bye. Flying like a wizard over the sand. Oh, my God. Let's get right into this, honey. Let's get right into this. I do. You want to use a mic stand? professional. Oh, I've got mic stands. I've got babies in the bag. Hundred years. Hundred years he was all sped up. Couldn't slow down to save his mama. His name was Rumpelstilt. Speedy came out of a mountain. He was so deeply sped up he couldn't slow down. Ooh, Jeremiah. Wait, play that chord again. I like that chord you're doing. That first one. That's got a lot of potential. We never know where we're going, you see. Norwegian wood? Yeah. Has anyone figured out what that's what that means? I don't know. Anybody? Oh, mother. Duncan's campfire chords here on You're listening to old stuck up britches. Here's a joy cast for you. We're stepping down to a moon house. Never been here when the spring was gone again. This is a joy cast. No talk about politics or any such, just joy. No talk about, no talk about worms, just talk about the dirt. You can talk about worms, just make sure them worms are cute. Oh, they are, my friend. Ooh, they are, my friend. Oh, 
would be weird if you dug up your grandmother or something and there was like a really cute worm inside of her. Hello. <laughs> it was her though. She had taken the worm had taken on your grandmother. It's me, honey. I've been in here for fifty years. Oh, oh, I've been I've been exploring my consciousness. Ooh. I've incarnated as this worm. I ate my own pussy out. <laughs> I ate my vagina with my worm mouth. I have a worm farm by accident in my house. Yeah. For fishing? No, I just have it by... I would dis- I discard my tea leaves and coffee grinds in this little palm tree pot outside the back door, and it's shaded. And I put a pot over top of it, like a, like a little six-inch pot. You put like a plant in, and I put it upside down on top of it. And for some reason, now there's just tons and tons of worms in there. As long as I keep putting stuff in there, I've got like probably 100 worms in there. Got a lot of worms in there. That's a lot of worms. It's a lot of worms. Is that like a pound? I don't know. It's probably enough to go enough to go good deep fishing for. A serious amount of fishing. Give me a pound. On the worms. Give me a pound of worms. And a motorboat made of bones. A motorboat made of bones. And a lady made of blood. Oh, ruddy, ruddy. And I'll go fishing for Jesus. I'll go fishing for Jesus, as I will. You know, Jesus is an aquatic being that lives in a lake of blood. Jesus is an And the worms you must fish with have to be your heart. They gotta take them from the grave of a loved one. Dig them up deep in the boneyard of your soul. <laughs> Mr. Guitar. Here you go, my friend. Um, that was the introduction to the podcast. Duncan, welcome back to Twisting the Wind. It's been a long time. Thank you, Johnny. It's a real pleasure. Oh, to it's be been here a long time. In the beautiful Twisting the Wind studio. The Cavern Cave. I love it here, and I love you, and I'm very excited. Christmas is coming soon, and that's fun. Christmas is upon us. It's upon us. David's mouth. <laughs> David's mouth on Christmas. Reminds me of my mouth. I like to free ball it. You Let's can free ball. You can free it too. So you got the angle in a weird way. Ah, so what's new, huh? What's new, my friend? Well, you know, man, I have <laughs> been um, all around the world. All around the world, right? Yeah, uh, I am. Um, been to the land of Noni. Been to that land. Land of a uh, sweet. Buttered coconut crispers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I've been to Hawaii, right? And I've really been enjoying that. You want to talk about that journey a little bit? Yeah. If you want to talk about, it, we don't have to talk about it. Well, whatever, you know what? Whatever's joyful for you, whatever, mm. whatever's joyful for you. If you want to smoke some weed or light a candle or uh, crack open one of those blue and whites, that's whatever's joyful for you, friend. Yeah, I can't tell if I'm like happier than I've ever been in my life or depressed. It's really weird. That's how you know if you're happy or depressed, right? Is if you can't tell. Those are the extremes. It's like the uh, it's like someone who's so liberal they're Republican, and someone yeah. who's so 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 right wing that they're liberal. Yeah, it's a really strange predicament. I think I'm really happy. Like I feel. It's I just think you're like, happy. I don't have the something. I don't have anything to like identify why I'm happy, so that's a confusing mind state to be in. Like I could, I'm grateful, and I could think of all the right. things, but then isn't that kind of the essence of happiness? Though is that you don't have a reason to be happy, 
right? Yes. Well, yeah. You don't need Some to make. Up, you don't need to make up a reason. Yeah. You don't. Oh, I'm happy because I found got a this new girlfriend. Found a girlfriend. Oh, I found a twenty in my laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a ten. Yeah. Right. You, yeah. That's a confusing thing because you. The whole game is you're always supposed to be doing some activity uh-huh. that brings you happiness. Right. Like keep striving. Yes. So it's a struggle that fuels all of society. Uh-huh. And then when you start realizing that you don't have to do anything to be happy, it just appears to be an underlying part of who everyone is. Mm-hmm. Then that can create a sense of confusion that I don't, I, I don't really <laughs> you know. Mean you're what confused you- because it's like, it seems like it's coming from nowhere. I have spent my whole life fixating on finding a girlfriend. So it's really hard for me to like not something. I thought you have it really. I feel like you have. Well, I'm always in long-term yeah. relationships. That's true. And I'm always, and it's almost like a drug where like I'll get single. Yeah. Then I'll find some girl. Mm-hmm. And then the girl will just start like, you know triggering something in me that makes me obsess about her mm-hmm. and then i'll get into a relationship it's like with a her. job mm. it's like a mental job it's a job it's like you know how like dogs have to have toys otherwise they chew shit up yes it's like that it's like that and you're like a border collie i'm like a border <laughs> you're like collie. a fucking border collie of a man duncan yeah you've got to have a sheep to herd or a herd of sheep a herd of sheep to herd otherwise you start fucking chewing on your paws and biting the door <laughs> you, it used to be like that but yeah. now i don't i I, right. I i can at least i know i i, I imagine my i'll get back into that pattern again uh-huh. but at least for the last couple of weeks I've, I've just felt really happy and um and and it's a happiness that doesn't seem to be coming from anything more than just walking around and being at my house and I don't know. It's mm. really confusing. Maybe I'm depressed. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like you're probably not. Wouldn't you know it? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm my house is clean. Yeah. You know? That's a sign of depression. <laughs> that's a sign of depression. <laughs> I, I, well, sometimes it can be, right? Because if you're like, that's all you have is you just keep, you clean your house all the fucking time. For me, you're just usually so... when I'm depressed, my house is a fucking mess. Yeah, I think that's, that's how most people are. The reason why I think that where I wonder, well, am I, am I depressed is, but I've been going out with friends more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. It's just a strange thing. I don't know. I don't know. It's a really strange thing. Well, hopefully by the end of our time here together, whether it be an hour and a half or, or two, you'll feel differently about how, how you feel about yourself. And we'll have, um, we'll have transmuted some things and really just pulled out the purple, as they say. Pull out the purple. Yeah. Pull the purple out of the doll. Yeah. What you want to do is pull out the purple. You want to find a way to get that purple popping out. Yeah. Once you get that purple popping out, then you're going to see something you've never seen before. It's yeah. like it's like a smile on an object that doesn't have a face. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know want, what I mean? Yeah. You want to get that smile. You'll on be a, familiar with the smile. Oh, you'll, you'll know, know it. your whole life. You'll know it. You'll know it how you know with your eyes closed if the sun is shining. Such is the way of that purple when you pulled it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you pull up that purple, it's like a crunch of a cracker. Mm. It's like that, that delicious crunch of a cracker that you wash down with some of mama's milk. Mm. I love washing down a cracker with mama's milk. It's something that you can't it harkens back to the time when, of a simpler time. Yeah. Are you looking to get to simpler times, you feel? 
Well, hmm. No. I think that the um, if you 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 don't you don't make yourself simple. Mm-hmm. You don't make yourself anything. You just sort of if if you start if people introduce you to something or you start realizing things, then you'll naturally just get more simple. Just because if you there's like the great conspiracy theory of the world is that matter is a false flag will make you happy <laughs> it kind of is a false flag isn't it matter is a false flag yes it's the ultimate physical 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 objects are the ultimate false flag yeah. yeah 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 and so if once you so instead of being like you know an ascetic who's in for, forcing themselves to be an ascetic in other right. words, just being like minimalist. A, what? Well, ascetic means a minimalist. Yeah, yeah, just forcing yourself to be it, even though you constantly want stuff. Mm-hmm. The what can happen is suddenly you realize that the stuff isn't working, and then when that happens, you just naturally stop thinking about stuff all the time. And it's wait, very- say that again, because you're saying if you're if you're purposely purposefully minimalizing minimalize <laughs> if you're making your lifestyle minimal on purpose even though you do have a want and desire for things then that will turn into what we say say that again i think i okay like i seem mm-hmm. to have like two parts of myself right operating at all times one part is the part that likes to play video games and tie up girls and take drugs me and, too. I have I have a very I have the same, slightly different, but there's definitely that component. And then underneath is that, that yeah. is another part of me which it just feels happy no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that part, well, if you are oblivious to that part, if you have never seen that part, or you don't know that that part's real, or another way to look at it is whenever. If you've never known that part and you're just someone who likes video games and drugs and tying up girls and, um, you know, sense gratification and stuff like that, what you will think is that the girls and the video games and the drugs are giving you happiness when you have them. Right. When really what they're doing is opening up a tiny little window and showing you the happiness that's already inside right. of you. And then the window shuts when the sense gratification is gone. And that's what keeps you it's a correlation. on this endless quest yeah. for a thing to open that window up. Mm-hmm. But when you start realizing that that window is something that is you don't need a thing to open it up, mm-hmm. then that other stuff, even though it's still fun and you'll keep doing it, it, it doesn't have as much of it. It becomes like um, less of a draw or it's a different draw. like a placebo it's like when you realize the things just yeah a placebo. the placebo stuff is so that's so cool matter um, is a placebo mm-hmm. yeah because it makes you think that you uh ah oh, it feels good yeah oh that was good i got that i bought yeah. uh, cha-ching bought that thing um so i started doing meditation i've been doing it pretty regularly now what do you what what when do you do the meditation i try to do it in the morning supposed to do it in the morning and in the evening like first first hour or so of being up and then it's sometime in the evening i guess it's kind of it's kind of like with tm with transcendental meditation they're very much like kind of like it's almost like anything goes it's whatever works for you as long as you do it within some certain parameters is okay it's just very like very flexible so 
Um, but I found sometimes while when doing that, it's weird. It's like I've been in states where I was like, I'm on drugs right now. There's no way I'm not on some type of a hallucinogenic drug. It's so, but it, it's so strange because it's like a thing where I'll be in it and I'm like, wow, this is impossible. How is this possible right now? I'm fully aware of my surroundings. I can hear birds outside. I can hear a car drive by. But at the same time, I feel like the front half of my body is locked in like some sort of big piece of jello and happily so. <laughs> it's wow. like, what do you mean a big piece of jello? Like, it's sort of like I feel like I'm suspended, like in suspended animation. You know, like, like, uh, and that. I don't know, like sort of like I can't move, but I can move. Wow. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it's something where that, that happens a lot. And it's a thing where, I don't know, it's just very, um, it's very, it's, it's pretty amazing. Because we've been taught mm-hmm. from the moment that we were little yeah, that to reach these states, you need something. Yeah. And so when you start getting into meditation and then you start, you know, you're just sitting there and all of a sudden you feel happier mm-hmm. than you've ever felt ever like this you feel and kind of not so it's very you know it's, there's all these different high states that you can get into in yeah. meditation and sometimes for me i'll think this is like a narcotic i feel yeah. like i've taken vicodin or something like my body feels warm and mm-hmm. happy and content and then sometimes it's more psychedelic and then sometimes it's nothing and and that's one of the challenges of meditation is that you will begin to get naturally addicted to those high states that come from meditating. Right. And then when those aren't happening, you'll think, oh, what am I doing wrong? Or I need to do something. I need to change something. But you're not doing it wrong. Right. It's just different. It's like, well, that's what, I mean, obviously different types of meditation are different. But with TM, they talk about how it doesn't matter. Uh, even though you think you're maybe doing it wrong or it's not as deep as maybe another time or maybe you didn't feel the same way, you didn't have, wasn't as transcendent, it wasn't as like psychedelic, it's still, if you're doing the thing, if you're doing your mantra and you're doing for the right amount of time and you're trying to adhere to some basic guidelines, you're doing it right even if you think you're not doing it right. It's just sort of like a different, you know, it's like there's different weather every day just because like it. rain's dramatic. Well, it's dramatic when it rains, but it's, so you know, you want that, you want that rain, you want that yeah. fucking, but sometimes you don't get rain. Sometimes you get a little, it's kind of dry or whatever. I was walking by the river today and I was like, I like to take my dog for a walk and I'll chant a mantra while I'm walking my dog and I was chanting this mantra and like, Nothing was happening. Like, I just felt kind of bored and right. normal. And then I, like, changed mantras. It transmuted? Like, no. I oh, just you was changed like, it? Oh, maybe I'll try another mantra that's going <laughs> to get me high. Right? And then I realized how retarded that was. You know, it's just like, what are you doing? You're just trying to get high. Like, you have weed at home. If you want to get high, get high, go right. get stoned. You know, this isn't... That, but it's a, as long as you... I think the, 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 a lot of the teachers say, it's just watch yourself and right. watch yourself want to get high watch yourself want to being bored with some state that's that's you just keep watching yourself and tr- instead of feeling guilty or you know just you're going to change stuff up sometimes you're going to desire so many things through a spiritual practice and as long as you watch yourself go through it that's all you need to do yeah as long as you keep doing it that's it that's the biggest regular thing regular like, practice it's easy to get bored but as long as you just plow through the boredom that's like a thing people talk about even with other things out non-meditation stuff, just about like working or writing or something where it's the, the hardest part is the dip in the middle 
where shit's hard or shit's bored. And that's the part where most people quit. <laughs> that's when you break up. Yeah. That's when you quit the job. Ah, it's boring. That's when you give up. It's, it's, yeah. It's kind of like... Yeah. Come on, where's, the, where's that old snap? Yeah. Come on, where's that old snap at? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. The, and, yeah. the ego, just the mind, just desperately wants constant distraction. Constant hits off of the hits of the universe yeah sometimes i feel like that's the uh i don't know i feel like i have that problem with technology where i get like i get locked into the those little pings it's like a slot machine oh god so goddamn addictive and it really will just grab your mind and hold on to it like a snapping turtle because it's good at it it's it's like the ultimate yeah it's like a snapping turtle that's a good one that's a good one there how's a good one uh snapping turtle that's a good one yeah yeah it'll lock right onto you and then uh and then you'll just be carried away by it and you'll Mm -hmm. be sitting there watching yourself play the game or do whatever it is that you do that's addictive and then you apply that same mindfulness to that too, which is that just watch yourself, just watch yourself be addicted and watch what your mind is doing and all the different little tricks your mind's playing on you, telling you that you can't go to the gym or telling you that you can't go <laughs> running or coming up with all these excuses and just watch it. And, and then, and, and, and this is the crazy thing that the Ramdas people talk about, which I love, which is like, don't do it. Don't get healthy. Don't go to the gym. Don't do the thing that you feel so guilty about not doing. Just keep doing the addictive behavior right. until you go to the gym because you really, really want to. That's because good. you're so sick of being trapped. You're so yeah. tired. Like sit there and just let yourself get dragged around by the addiction. Just keep beating the yourself p- over the head with it. Beat yeah. it to death. And then finally you will get so frustrated with it. You'll get so like... You'll, you'll be so bored. You'll get bored of it. Mm-hmm. And then that's when a real change can happen. The real internal change. Because once those internal changes happen, those are permanent changes. As opposed to the imposition of like, I'm going to act like a healthy person for a couple of months. Right. And then go back down into the pit again. The dream is that, that you can shift this thing inside of you permanently so that you actually become a person who exercises in the same way that Right now you play video games or whatever right. your addictive mechanism happens to be. Yeah, I feel like I've got there sometimes, but it's it's hard to get it's hard to find that spot. Fuck yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's well, really difficult. Cuz if you could find it, it's it's a if you can do that. Mm-hmm. If you can really shift yourself inside so that you start it's habitual, making it, it habitual. Yes. If you could do that, then you're like entire universe mm-hmm. is going to change. I think that's probably why some people don't want to do it is because they 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 don't they want to cling on to the old model yeah it's you get scared of what might happen if you really if you really do things a symptom of every age is that a bad thing happens Mm -hmm. and instead of dealing with the pain that's inside of you after the bad thing you move on you don't deal with it yeah. You move on as a distraction mechanism. Like, you don't, maybe back then you didn't have the internet, but you would go and do whatever, build a house or work in your factory <laughs> or whatever the yeah. thing is that you were so absorbed into. Like, a lot of workaholics, for example, a lot of very productive people, 
They have a lot of pain. They have a lot of pain. That right. They, they, and, and so they're doing this work because... To work it out. To work it out. Or to, to work, to, to do uh, anything but deal with the pain. To, to, yes, exactly. They don't mm-hmm. want to deal with the pain. And so uh, equality in a lot of modern people is a sense of numbness. They will feel numb or they'll mm-hmm. go down into their heart, into their body or their emotional core, and they won't really feel much. It'll just be a kind of twinge of anger or maybe the extreme anger from time to time, but the more refined emotions like grief, loneliness, um, love, those things are rare. And when they do happen, especially the sadness, it's a, it's something to be avoided. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to cry. You don't want to break down. Yeah. And that breakdown, everyone's putting off this breakdown, pushing it down the road, pushing it down the road. And the more you push that down the road, the more your life, will, the color starts going out of your life. Mm-hmm. It becomes black, just really drab because everything is leveled off. Yeah. And that's the that's why you just have to go in there, man. Go in there. Go into the fucking part of the mansion that you've shut off. It's like... The haunted part of your ha- of your house. You got to go in there with a torch and sit down, just like in the stories. Of right. the, you know, like those stories where it's like, if you stay in this house one night, I'll give you a thousand dollars. That's a classic ghost story. And right. You go into the house, and inevitably some awful thing happens, and you know it was a big mistake. Well, in this case, it's not a mistake. Mm. And instead of a thousand dollars, if you can go sit in that house, you can actually get. The feeling back that you had when you were a kid and that sense of fascination with the world and that feeling of like everything is wild and beautiful, that can come back again. That's not something that just dies when you're a kid. Yeah, not at all. You have to touch down on the Delta Dream. You got to touch down, man. Mm-hmm. You got to fly that helicopter down into the fucking wild part of the of the jungle it's inside of you. It is what it is. Because when you count your chickens before they're hatched, that's just something that you're going to put those eggs in the same basket, yeah. whether or not you know, oh, know exactly what, what the fish are swimming against. Yeah. Are you quoting Alan Watts? I'm quoting um, uh, Scale Fisherman Riot Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, it's Elton John. It's the, from, it's the, the verse from Candle in the Wind that got deleted from the uh, CD single. <laughs> why did, yeah, I see why it got deleted. It's too controversial. It was dealing with Princess Diana. That was her whole thing. It was Princess Diana was all about um, chin up, chin up. If there's a problem, just move beyond. Don't deal with it. Yeah. Just fucking keep, keep trucking. <laughs> that part of life is so interesting, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's sort of the, you know, if you want to see the ultimate example of it, you know, watch a John Wayne movie. And, yeah. And you'll see like this. The Chin ar- up, partner. The archetype of the thing. Which right. Which is like somebody whose skin truly looks like it's made out of dried leather. <laughs> he's kind of irascible. He's mean. He's like racist, mean, closed off, doesn't need anybody. He's just a walking defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And that unfortunate imagery for a lot of people became the compass that they use to de- to make decisions, which is to be kind of like a John Wayne tough guy character. Yeah. And that is a ridiculous thing because truly there is nothing more cowardly 
than not letting yourself feel. Mm-hmm. Being numb is so much easier and so much um, less painful than actually going into that place where you're, for me, it's like afraid to be lonely. Yeah. So instead of like trying to escape loneliness by finding a new girlfriend, you got to lean into the discomfort. Yeah. And then when you go into, so then when the com- when it comes in that sense of like, Oh my God, I'm, I don't have any, I'm not doing anything tonight. I'm probably not going to talk to anybody for the next 12 hours or something. I'm go- or longer for some people. It could be weeks. Right. And it, but instead of like trying to run away from that, you don't, you will run away from it. Cause you've, that's what you've been taught your life. But anytime yeah. it really comes, if you get lucky enough to get hit by a nice, blast of loneliness or jealousy or whatever the predominant negative feeling is that's tormenting you in this incarnation you you stop and let it come oh let it come as much as you can <laughs> just let it come and 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 because it won't always be there right it won't always be there you got to have a little down to make your up better mm. then it's like a yeah wave and trough it's a bot fly. You, you know the bot fly? Oh, yeah. The bot fly that lays its eggs in your skin and then hatches out? Yeah. See, you want the bot fly to stick its head out because if the bot fly stick its head, sticks its head out, then you can pull it out. You can remove the bot fly. And if you remove the bot fly, you won't have a fly living in your skin anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing. Yeah, it's good to get those guys out. Yeah. You don't want to keep them in there. That's, those aren't good pets. <laughs> I saw some of the Discovery Channel show about... About those, and it was some like really fat British dude who seemed like he probably lived with his mom, had a mustache, and was like, he got a bot fly somehow. I was like, oh, I, I call him Gerald. He's my little pet here, and I've 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 taken to him quite fondly. So creepy. Yeah. And then he, when he emerged, he was like, I felt a bit sad leaving him behind there. At the, but he, we were together for so long, six weeks. <laughs> exactly, and that's a great way to put it because that's the funny thing about it is when you have a predominant feeling. That whole, what is it called when you fall in love with your kidnapper? Oh, uh, it's called Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Stockholm Syndrome is not a phenomenon that's limited to a person who's kidnapped you. Stockholm Syndrome is actually a phenomenon that happens with negative mood states that you've experienced for a long time in your life. Oh, yeah. Where you fall in love with, that with a feeling. bad feeling. Yeah. And, and, you, and, and so you're attached to the bad feeling, and the idea of letting go of it and saying goodbye to it forever mm-hmm. is a heartbreaking thing because you don't know what you'll be like if you don't have the numbness anymore. It's so easy to attach yourself to that too. It's like a thing where you found like a, a little path, a little like circular path. It's yeah. like, oh, this is so easy to be, it's so easy to be this way. It's so, it's because it is easier. It's easier to be, it's easier to be negative than it is to be positive, which is so, it's like such a cosmic fuck up. <laughs> like that it's actually, it's harder to be positive. <clears throat> it takes more work. So it's like a th- yeah. Well, the idea if it takes work for you to be positive, then that probably means that you haven't dealt with these internal things that you're hiding from. But the more that you it's like if you want to you think it's hard to be positive, take some clean MDMA. <laughs> and then and then and then try not to be positive. Yeah. Like the good stuff. Like take some really, really good some MDMA. Sassafras, some sassafras. Yeah. Some MDA. Yeah. Take some something like that. And then and then you'll find yourself wherever you happen to be looking into the eyes of strangers mm-hmm. and thinking, My God, what a beautiful person. I right. want this I wanna I wanna help this per- person. I want this person to feel good. It's a natural 
instinct when you're in a, in a chemically induced love state. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing if you work on yourself just a little bit and start right. diminishing that darkness inside of you, then you'll find that your inclination on the good days tends to be not an imposed positivity, which, by the way, is the worst. Well, There's nothing worse than being around a positive person who still has demons inside yeah. of them because that's not a positive person. That's a person you can just look in their eyes and they're it's like, a phony. Yeah. To some extent, it can be good, though, because if, if you're trying to do that thing where... You know, if you you go toward where you're looking, and if you're if you're if you're in a place where a lot of negativity, and you're trying to be make yourself positive and try to see better things in your life, if you point toward that, it can you know it's, you, you have some buffeting Listen, at first. If you gotta fake it, fake it. It's better to be fake nice than real cruel, and and th- there's no question about yeah. that. But if you f- if you fake nice for long enough. You'll eventually start. It'll be become I real. So. I think it does. I think if you, it's like if you, um, it's like if you smile. If you force yourself to smile, your brain starts to turn on these little neurons that make you feel slightly happier just because right. of that. And I think that goes with other things as well. If you, if you, if you're going to walk the direction you're looking. So if you're looking towards. So maybe that's not really faking it at all. That's not, I guess that's not faking it if you're looking towards positive things. I think you, you, it's going to be more expeditious to go into to don't like this is one of these things this guy Cornfield said to me on this podcast that I did with him because like when I was getting out of this last relationship mm-hmm. I was in, uh, I went into this really like weird manic place like I I'd broken up with her and. I um, wanted her back, and I felt so dumb that I'd broken up with her. And so, you know, I started really meditating and chanting and praying. And chanting hard. Chanting hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And I told him that. I'm right. sure I was doing this so hard. You know, I was praying hard and chanting hard and really trying to get a result. <laughs> and, he, a- and he said to me, what you were doing was using meditation to try to avoid the grief inside of you. Mm-hmm. You didn't want to sit down and re- realize that loss, real loss, had happened. Permanent loss mm-hmm. had happened. And really what it was was I didn't want to admit that my mom had died and I'd never touch her again or see her again or talk to her again. Right. And so I was doing, I was sublimating that into this girl. But the, the moment you like, instead of, because that's the thing, you can fucking do whatever you want. If right. you're distracting yourself, you're just, you, there's only, if you have to throw up, for example, if you have to throw up, there's only one way to deal with that situation. Just it's not up. jogging. It's <laughs> not meditating. It's not uh, watching TV, going to a party, trying to have more friends, getting a better job. The only way to deal with the vomit is to get it out. You got to puke, man. Mm-hmm. There's no way to avoid it. You got to do it. You got to go into the black hole. You got to go into the singularity. There's no way to avoid it. And the more you avoid it, the more you're going to suffer. And that's the goddamn paradox of the whole thing. Yep. Because the thing that you the suffering you're trying to avoid is a million times less painful than the constant numb sense of not yeah. being connected to the beautiful Garden of Eden like universe that you've been incarnated into but now are projecting your hell reality onto (laughs) (laughs) or sometimes you can also and it ends up making you shit later when you thought you were fine 
What's that? That's what happens to me. Like, well, I won't, because my bowels move so fast. Sometimes I'll be nauseous, but I'll only be nauseous for about 10 minutes or so. And I'll be like, I don't want to throw up. I don't want to throw up. And I'll, I'll, I'll overcome it. It'll be okay. But then about an hour or two later, it's just insane, crippling diarrhea. See? You just got to get it <laughs> you out. You can't man. avoid it. So I, it would have been better to have vomit up that lunch of wasabi peas I had instead of letting them work their way through and, and strip my inside of my body out with uh, super, spray, super spray time. It feels so good to cry, and it feels so good to sob yeah. and to like – it feels so good. And for some reason, no – like it's just like that, that – crying is just the – you know, like in um, it's it's like the Fukushima where they've got to get that wastewater out, right? You know, that's what crying is. That's what all those tears are, and all that sobbing is is the experience of this energy that you've trapped inside your heart mm-hmm. coming out of your head. Tears are the vomit of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> is that what was that Ramdas's new book? That would be a great title for a book. Tears are the vomit of the heart. <laughs> I always feel like Rumble should sound like Dr. Phil. Tears are the vomit of the heart. You have to cry. You're not crying enough, sweetheart. You need to cry more. Yeah. The truth is, he's not coming back. Mm. The boy that you loved is a girl now. He got changed. <laughs> so you, he got changed. What if that was a Dr. Phil episode trying to get people to deal with people who are in love with people who have since had sex change operations uh, and don't want the new sex? But if you, let me ask you, if you are truly in love with a person. Right. And they. Would I cry in their mouth? No. Oh. And they grew a dick. Like where would the dick be? Where dicks normally are. Well, saying you grew a dick. It could be like anywhere. I'm saying if I'm in love with somebody, if I'm truly in love with someone. Yeah. And they grow a penis. I'm just going to be gay. Does that make you gay? But w- here's the thing. Does the penis come out of the vagina or is it you can still use the vagina? Vagina's gone. So basically the vagina turned into a penis. Yeah. That's a tough one, man. I think, you know, that's, I, I'd say How that. How can you say you really love someone then? Here's what I file it under. Cross that bridge when it come to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will file that under a classic cross that bridge when we come to it. If the penis appears, we will deal with it. How, I mean, how John Wayne would be like, that thing's got to come off. What? Well, partner, we're just going to have to cut it off. What do you think that thing is on that girl over there, huh? Looks like a dick to me. We're going to have to cut that little faggot dongle off. <laughs> So, let's talk about Duck Dynasty. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was rude of me. I, no, it's kind of a nice thing. You hand me my phone. Yeah. I'm going to turn it off. Let's talk about Duck Dynasty, shall we? <laughs> there you go. Um, I think it's so, so funny that that... that <laughs> you know about that guy? The main guy on the show? I think Paul F. Tompkins has the winning tweet. Oh, what did he say? I don't even know. His tweet was... Uh, how am I gonna, now, how am I going to be able to separate the Duck Dynasty guys... Art from his politics. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I keep thinking, like, isn't that why you watch that show? Is because those guys are like, fucking, oh, look at that bagging over there. Fucking, that's what those guys are. I don't know. This uh, is so dumb I, to even talk I about. I think that uh, there's a part of me that wonders if the whole thing is a, a 
publicity stunt. Yeah. And they, they know that if they get if they just put a microphone in front of one of these guys' mouths he's gonna say and thing. ask him what they think about gay people. Yeah. You just he's gonna say something bad. Hey, what do you think about uh if I sucked your dick right now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh Mr. Duck Dynasty, uh Mr. Yeah. Louisiana Duck Dynasty. What if um I don't know, let's say I came up right now and I just Yanked your pants off and started sucking your dick. Hey, guy with a ZZ top beard who, <laughs> who lives off of murdering ducks. And lives no, off of tricking ducks into murder. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to ask you. You haven't. You're into gay marriage, right? You're open to that, yeah. right? We just want to check it off our list. Yeah, that's just true. A, It's just a clerical thing. Hold on. Don't answer that yet. The mics are on, right? <laughs> okay, go ahead. What, yeah. What's that? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to burn them. I oh, burn all him. the gay guys in the world. What if he's like this? Let them burn. <laughs> <laughs> or what if he said it through a, through a honk of a of a duck horn? <laughs> what daddy means is them faggots can burn. I think it's really mm. funny, man. And I also think it's funny that the uh, what's happening, you know, in any of these things is there's always the the outcry for free speech oh yeah and then that gets mixed in with clearly like you can always tell who the homophobes are because that now they're suddenly sticking up for free speech right you know so like you can yeah. see who comes marching out to like it's well sarah uh, palin well you Glenn know back you know it's free speech it's it is uh it is a TV show. It's their TV show. Yeah. They make that TV show themselves. Yeah. They are, they own the production company. And they're right. It is free <laughs> speech. And, and and I think that the the guy shouldn't have been fired from the show yeah. because he doesn't believe he, he's against gay people. I think that that is a um, it's a that is wrong because I think that and also I think the show would be more interesting anyway. Just let him go. Yeah. Let him rip. Yeah. Let him rip. <laughs> like let him just let him go or maybe insert. A and gay duck into the show. A gay guy. <laughs> yeah. I think what they should do is find a gay duck hunter mm-hmm. and have him start hanging out with the duck dynasty guys. And then they're going to be forced to realize that the guy's fine. Yeah. And then maybe that that's where the change will come from. But, you know, I loved it. I think it's a funny thing. And, you know, as time passes, I, I think that all those people are going to have their own historical problems. You know, it's kind of like jump back. Uh, before, um, you know, uh, when when in, in the United States of America, if you were black, you would actually have to use a separate bathroom. Right. I mean, think about that. Yeah, it's not that long ago either. Think very recently. Very recently. Yeah. Embarrassingly recently. Very, very recently. And if there were a Duck Dynasty back then, <laughs> and you asked the guy what he thought about black people going to the same school as white people or black people marrying white people, he would he would say the same thing that he probably would yeah. say today. <laughs> So that no one would no one bat an eye. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. I think that it's a it, it is a very hilarious thing, and I, I've never really I've only seen a little bit of the show. It's just I've only seen it for like twenty minutes. Classic situation. Put a camera on some rednecks, rednecks and yeah. you're gonna get something funny. My mom loves those guys because they're from Louisiana, so it's all like guys that she wished she had gotten married to. I feel like. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not now. Maybe there was a there was a Elise Pemberton who would have wanted to do that at some point. But I think uh, you know, there's like there's a weird that good old boy mentality. I wonder how much longer that's going to be kicking because that's it's still alive and well. The good old boy, you know what I mean? That, yeah, that I don't good think old that's boy gonna thing. Go away. I wonder if uh, what it will change into because it's it's gonna it'll evolve a little bit. I feel it has evolved to some extent, but it's still because that good old boy thing is like you just can't you can't beat it. 
it's such a thing where like even the cops like in, i lived in florida northern florida that's that's the south and there's cops there who are if you appeal to their good old boy sensibilities you can get away with sh- i mean if you're a right. white person right. who appeals to the just the Oh, we we're just messing around. We we're just oh, we we're just fucking around with this thing over here. It's always just as long as it's in the spirit of play or like yeah. Oh, we we're just celebrating because the team won, or it was just oh, it's as long as you downplay and make it seem like yeah. it was just yeah, you just fucking around. Oh, he's just drunk. Yeah, they're always they're on your side. It's like yeah, that's like it's such a thing. It's so weird. It's but the second you become defensive and like it is my no, sir, I do not. No, I do not agree to this consent procedure. That's when, like, the good old boy hackles go up. It's like, oh, oh, we got ourselves a book learned faggot on our hands here, huh? Oh, I didn't know we had an attorney out here in Louisiana. Wow. Okay, maybe I won't go through your car. Uh Maybe we'll come up through the bottom of it with with Spikey's drill boy over here. <laughs> yeah, man. I know what you mean. It is a it is a curious uh, culture out there. It feels, it feels sure. like it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's like like my my mom's brother, my uncle, was, when my dad came out. It was like a thing where he was like, like yeah, he wants to kill my dad. <laughs> he wants to kill him. Once like, obviously he's not going to murder him, but it's like he's he'll say that out loud to my I'll mom. I'll just you know? kill him. I'm going to kill that guy. I'm going to murder him. You know, because it's so. That's a very that's yeah. a funny thing, man. Is is anger related when when you get angry over an implicit integral part of a person's being? Mm-hmm. For example, let's say that you have a girl, you're yeah. dating a girl, and the girl becomes attracted to someone else. Your initial instinct will be. To get angry at her. Yeah. But if you spend even the slightest amount of time considering it, how the fuck is she or you or anyone going to control a sense of attraction? Like, I can't... Well, I have a, I have a book for you. What it's, book? Uh, <laughs> it's called The Game. It's, uh, it's how you control attraction, Duncan. No, oh. I mean, like, if you like something, you like something. Yeah. That's a real problem. Most things that you get mad about in other people... If you spend even the slightest amount of time thinking about what you're mad about, you will realize that that thing you're mad about is in, you've done it too. It's exactly. Oh yeah. Oh, all the time. Always. I think about that more and more. Like today, some lady was. This is like the dumbest example, but she was parked behind my car, and so I couldn't leave if I wanted to. And I was like, I got mad for a second, then I was like, I'm not going anywhere right now. And also, I think she's probably going to move it before I need to. Yeah. And she did. But for a second there, I was like, dinner, dinner, Yeah. Yeah. And then so many times, so many fucking times, it ends up where it's like the person who is like angering you, especially if it's a stranger, when you find out why they were behaving the way they're behaving. You feel so bad. Something terrible is happening to them, man. There's this like in Ram Dass' new book. Polishing the mirror. There's this great story about this guy who is in, um, I don't know. He's like in Japan, or and he was studying some martial art, and he'd mm-hmm. been studying it for a long time, and he was like, a, he was like a black belt, mm-hmm. and he'd never gotten in a fight. And the, the I can't remember what it was like Taekwondo, or I can't remember what it was. And the teachers always say, like all martial artists do, when you get good enough at this, 
then you will never fight again. You will just diffuse conflict and there'll right. never be a fight. And so he's on a bus. This fucking drunk guy gets in the bus or a train. Drunk guy gets on the train. Drunk, steep, stinking of booze. Just this drunk Japanese pig asshole dude. And he like shoves a woman. He walks Ooh. in, just shoves a woman. And he's like, this guy sitting there is like, here it is. Here is the perfect opportunity for me to finally get to use to my do- black belt and um, and fight, you know, break a nose, break a nose yeah. or something. And so, like, he stands up, and the guy sees him. The Japanese guy sees him standing up, and he wants to fight because he's just this drunk, yeah. you know, alpha male Japanese dude. So he's a, they're about to get into it when this old man who he's sitting next to says, "Sit here, sit here." And he sits down next to this old man. And the old man says to him, and he's like mad. And the old man is like, have you been drink? What have you been drinking? And he's like, sake. Mm-hmm. And the old man's like, oh, sake. I love sake. I, at night, my wife and I sit and watch the sunset and drink sake. And the guy softens up a little bit. And he says to him, do you have a wife? And the guy's like, my wife died. And he just starts sobbing. Ooh. And then, so the guy watches the drunk then lay his head on the old man's lap. And the old man is like petting him. And the guy's sobbing. And the old mm-hmm. man's just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that is when the guy saw true martial arts. Right. Because what had just happened there was not only was there no conflict, but... That darkness inside that guy yeah, had gotten he, sucked out. He sucked the ghost out. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Japanese goat sucker. That's fucking badass, man. Yeah, that's like, that's true. Uh, it's like a Jedi kind of thing. That is high yeah. fucking tech, man. Because one thing's for certain. This is the thing I realized, man. Here's one thing's for certain. Being an asshole to people in the hopes of making them nicer doesn't work. Mm-mm. Because if it did... We would live on a planet be of the f- nicest people. people ever. Could you imagine if that fucking that would be a funny, a uh, funny show or something where it's just like assholes with like pos- where it's like a positivity boomerang where yeah. you, you throw out a fucking shit log and it comes yeah. back a yeah. golden eagle. If flipping people off in traffic helped the way yeah. people drive, we would have no traffic in yeah. L.A. Uh, if screaming it or, or getting angry or yeah. impatient with people that you run into throughout the day, if chastising your friends or Punishing the people around you by being vindictive or passive aggressive really helped shift people. Can you imagine? We would be in utopia right oh, now. Yeah. Everyone would be dancing in the fields. Everybody would. It would. I be have like, like a hat made of mice. Uh, yeah, a living mice. They would just be like. <laughs> imagine that if I had a nice hat, a living mice, like fifteen of them, and they join hands and they dance around my head, and I was like, guys, I'm a little hot, a little cold right now. And they would generate heat. I just some fuck you, motherfucking hot mice, and I. Yeah, smack them and they just <laughs> yeah we'd have living clothing <laughs> everything would be yeah. glorious and 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 but but the the tr- truth behind what you're saying is that in a weird way you can get that hat of dancing mice yeah. uh that's the thing because if like people instead of like trying to hurt each other in the attempt to make other people better or teach people lessons if people really did just do what that old man did if that became the practice of the majority of people on earth, then you would see real change. Because mm-hmm. when you get around a fucking shithead, 
it's not a shithead. It's a def- what you're around is a defense mechanism. Yeah, you're not around a person. You're around a defense mechanism that has a person underneath it. So if mm-hmm. you get around a person like that and figure out a way to not in a phony way, but to love them, to really love them, to recognize the part of you that is a defense mechanism and love it the through hate, them. Yeah, they'll soften. Mm-hmm. Not all the way. Not all the way. It won't be like all of a sudden someone's like better or hugging you or yeah. like, but you will see a softening effect happen because here's why that fucking dick. If someone's a walking defense mechanism, then all they see throughout the day is people not liking them because mm-hmm. nobody likes to be around a defense mechanism. Right. And so the weird dream they're lumbering through where they're an egotistical alpha male hurting everyone around them. If you're the one person who they come in contact with that doesn't, Put your defense mechanisms up and mm-hmm. try to not be vulnerable around them because you're afraid they're going to hurt you or use you or abuse you. You'll stop them in their tracks, man. Yeah. I think this happened on the American Tale with Fivel. Oh, really? When he meets that big cat, but that cat's a vegetarian and it really likes to be friends with him. But everyone thinks he's mean because he's big and scary. Yeah. But he really just likes having some broccoli. <laughs> like that, like that story is in so many uh, classic animated tales. Is the is this thing that seems scary, but the little guy is nice to the big scary thing, and the big scary thing is also like, what? Yeah. Oh you? Oh yeah. Well, I guess I'm mad because uh, those guys didn't let me be in their club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can we can be a club, honey. It's so crazy. We can be a club. The power of it is so crazy because you could punch an asshole as hard as you can in the face, and maybe even knock him out. And he's going to wake up and even more of an asshole, you know. But if you get around somebody and you can really pull off, and it's not easy. I, I mean, I experiment with this stuff all the time, and quite often I can't do it. But when you really do pull it off, and you see that effect. The mm-hmm. thing actually happened where for one second you've knocked them out of their pattern for just It's one crazy. Second. It's like seeing it's I've had it done it a bunch in traffic where all like instead of uh like if someone cuts me off or something happens, some sort of thing that typically sparks like a road rage, fuck you, fuck you kind of thing. If you are like super apologetic and like, Hey, how are you? Sometimes this weird thing happens where I had this one guy pass me super fast, and we, we, it was this big exchange. But then he slowed down. We waved at each other, and he was like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. Hey, sorry about that. It was just like this weird. Yeah. I feel like it always. The example is always always the cars. Something about cars that just make people like it's like people's brains are not like going that fast. Just does something to your brain. It like switches on this thing where, at least for a lot of people, I feel like it switches on a thing where. You get super defensive for no fucking reason. I find myself having to do that a lot too. I'm like, why am I even thinking? What the fuck? Why, who cares? I know, but just it's, it's like a speed. It's like a speed thing. It's some sort of, you know, the whole about thing about high speed chase syndrome, where when cops, you know, how whenever um, high speed chase ends, the cops always deal with the person super violently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because there's this thing that happens in your like the limbic part of your brain when you're going that fast and you have that much adrenaline. It's almost impossible to treat somebody like carefully and respectfully. Yeah, because you, you, you can't. He put, they put you in a situation yeah. where – have you heard about this new thing? It's so cool. It's a dart that the cop cars can shoot onto a car that has a tracking device on it. No, I haven't heard about it's that. It's so cool. It's some kind of thing you just sh- – so instead of doing a chase, right. you just like shoot oh, this It's like thing. a little low jack, yeah. a little, little locator. And now they're just being tracked. Okay. And so wherever they're – they can't escape because they're being tracked. <laughs> right. 
It's really cool. Oh, I bet that works great because as soon as the cops pull off, like, oh, I got away with it. Yeah, I'm good. Exactly. I can go to my safe house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so much smarter because the whole chase thing is so dumb. I mean, eventually it's just going to be the roads are going to have uh, sensors on them and yeah. your car is going to have tire signatures or some kind of thing underneath it, like a QR code or something. I got is- a, um, I got, I do use the, um, sorry, I took the, uh, I was late to the airport. And I took that Easy Pass lane, which is the, you know the new monetized yeah. uh, carpool lane. And I thought you could take it if as long as you pay pay later. But now I guess the grace period's up, so I have to pay. I have to pay fifty five dollars. That's the penalty. But it's only two fifty if you have the Easy Pass. What they allow you to do is to to register for it retroactively, so you don't have to pay the penalty. Oh, that's cool. So I decided to do that. So in the mail, I get this fucking transponder now. And it's like, you know, I feel like it should have some warning. Don't don't put near a nursing infant. Or don't. That easy pass lane is <laughs> glorious, man. Yeah. Glorious. I just, there's something about having that transponder that came in like a silvery. You know when you buy a hard drive, it comes in that silvery special anti-static bag? Yeah. Like this thing comes in the mail with that. And it's got like a little switch on it. Something about it makes me very uneasy that I have that in my car. Like this well, little yeah. locator box. I got an Xbox One sitting in my bed. Yeah. Hi, Duncan. The NSA has watched me Hi, Duncan. once already for sure. Duncan, could you please angle your cock closer to the camera? Thank it's you. like so weird because <laughs> it's like you just I, you just have to get used to the fact that government agents know your orgasm face yeah. and deal with it. <laughs> it's almost like the thing where uh, it's you're saying fuck you to them by having them making them watch it. That's what I think. Yeah, God, that's... I feel sorry for whoever's assigned to monitor me. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. There's like oh, he's jerking off again. Ah, <laughs> uh, you gotta watch it, Terry. You don't know. He <laughs> might mutter an Al Qaeda slogan when he comes. Halalakbar. <laughs> uh, he's picking his nose and uh, reading the Quran, sir. He's wiping his boogers on the Quran. He's Are been playing should... <laughs> Hearthstone for four <laughs> hours, sir. I can't just watch him play an online role-playing card game. Yeah. He's not dangerous. You gotta watch him, Terry. You never know. He might he might use those cards to communicate. He's got that that podcast. Uh, we don't know about those things. Just uh, keep your eye on him. Keep your here's 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 my advice for you. I'm gonna retire in a couple of years, but here's what I want you to know: you look out for those podcasts. You look at them good. Yeah. Because those podcasts, it. that's the sound of the devil's ear right there, clapping. Gee, the sound Coming down the devil's, the devil's ear. Because you know the devil's ear is a cloven hoof. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> I fucking love that idea, man. I love the idea of the NSA listening to podcasts <laughs> and like and just, just forced to like listen yeah. to... You know, just some square. Because the thing is, like, if there is, if there are NSA agents that have to listen to podcasts, you know, or, or start here, they're gonna. I would imagine it's like, it's like the problem with LSD dealers. This is like a, a big problem with selling LSD for profit. Is that the drug? The more that you come in contact with LSD, the less you care about money. Mm-hmm. So the thing melts. I read about this, how really? LSD tends to me- melt its own distribution routes because the more that people get into LSD, then they're just like, they're going to start giving it away. They tune because out. Because you take LSD enough and you have a kind of chemically induced uh, samadhi where you merge into all things and you realize that your job is not to make money off of distributing 
a chemical that wakes people up even temporarily, but your job is just to distribute the chemical right. so that you can wake more people up. That's one of the problems. I mean, I'm not saying all LSD dealers are like that, but if you have a good, a, a few good solid LSD trips, you're really not, you're, the whole idea of like getting rich or making money, yeah. it'll start, I mean, it starts seeming absurd. Like It is absurd. Your, yeah. Don't store your treasures on earth where the uh, moths and dust can corrupt and corrode that's the it's ridiculous that that's mm-hmm. one of the great i mean that's just the byproduct of thinking that matter matters is that you end up getting really concerned about digital readouts on machines that spit paper covered mm-hmm. with occult symbols out that you use to buy food 666 yeah man the mark of the beast mark of the beast the mark of the beast let's take a quick break and we'll come back with a song all right, great. Here with Duncan Trussell. Wants your baby boy. Oh, Jesus, gonna take that baby, take him to a baseball game. Jesus, gonna take that baby, put him on the Jesus train. Don't you know that you got a little mouth that's gonna help South with the buck again? <laughs> Better open up, better stick in there, stick in on but I just gotta get, get in there. Again, that boo. Give me that boo. Give me that boost. Give me that boost. Give me that boost. Comb your hair Damn. with coconut oil. Give me that boost. Give me that boost. Give me that I don't know. It was pretty good there. It was good. It was a classic E chord program. Do another one. Maybe you should play guitar. I think you're better at guitar than I am. Not really. I think we're. Well, you know more chords. I'm good at the arpeggios. You're good at chords. Okay, here you go. Here you go. You want pick or no pick? No pick. No pick. No pick. Preacher, don't pick it. Stick it. Rickets. Let me make sure we get enough volume on here. Oh, this is. Oh, Sam again. This is like. Lang 
Lancaster Gardens Down by the green fountains The children are crying The mothers are mountains And blasting fire into the sky Making islands where once only water did lie And the fish swim at reefs You can feel your grief from the reef of your heart Reef of your heart Oh, the reef of your heart It's a spike in the floor Cutting the name on the orphan oak door Ooh, the oak tables that dwarves done forge From the mountainsides here Oh, elfin to swords Swords cut them down Cut down the lawn Cut down the baby Cut down the swan Cut down the baby Cut down the swan Cut down the mother Open the door, my dear Talking snakes, gardens, and black Skin children eating the fruit that was forbidden. They taste the sweet nectar that rolls down their chins. They are the children and mothers of sin. Thunder, the thunder, it blackens the day of the day into night. That thunder is big, that giant is thick like a twig. I found a chest in my grandfather's basement Filled with vibrators and things made of plastic Smelled like a toad that'd been washed with cement Ran to my mother, she said, don't speak of it Your grandfather's dildos are magical things They're missiles that take you to places of peace You can ride them like torpedoes into the east Where the holy men will give you infections of yeast Oh, grandfather's dildos are magical things Grandfather's dildos are magical things My grandfather's lubricant was made of lava He harvested it in Hawaii with fava beans Ooh, with fava beans <laughs> Deep night, deep night Grandfather's stroke like the stroke of a pipe Pulling the smoke out of the night Oh, grandfather, grandfather, pull on your pipe Blow, grandfather, pull on your pipe Oh, grandfather, grandfather, pull on your pipe Grandfather, grandfather, pull on your pipe All smoke from the grandfather. Oh, grandfather sprays smoke out of his ass. Hot coals of fury burning Madras. Grandfather sprays smoke out of his ass. Sildos are flying through hairs of a glass. Flying halos of glass. Dildos are flying straight to Madras. Oh, dildos are flying. Hey, Alice's ass. Here we are in yesteryear. Once again, a class. 
The solstice is here of the year Andreanus is smiling gathering think to help stops your damn gathering daddy 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 oh daddy 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 where you do daddy daddy do it to me too oh daddy daddy what do you do daddy daddy do it to me too oh daddy what you doing with grandpa's pipe i want a little bit of that please too daddy what you doing with grandpa's pipe put it in my butt put it in at night your daddy was a robot your mama was a mob you're just a bunch of pieces of cells mashed together. Nothing but a matzo ball of a boy rolling on the hill, filled with joy. Gonna pop open, spray some chicken pieces into Grandma's open twat. Railing on that rubbing, Grandma's rubbing her pussy on the gravestone. <laughs> president is black something in this country is fucking out of whack shave your head join the marines but not if you're a lady please what the fuck just wanted to be an alpha male with women worshiping me Unicorns and presidents should be white And gay marriage Wait, this is stupid I don't believe any of this, you guys I'm just trying to sing from the perspective of the Duck Dynasty guys It's a fucking character delete that I'll delete it Put your phone down for a second here Sorry, dude Talk, Were you talking to an S&M, S&M specialist? No This song's called Little Something I Learned About S&M When I Was in the Trenches in Dingo <laughs> Pastures. Here we go. All right. Got tied up once pretty tight. Laid down on a deep night. Got tied up tighter, couldn't breathe. Had to let it out. Had to let her leave. Had to tell that baby get out of my house. Cause I don't take nothing from a nest in louse. I told you once and tell you again. You're gonna tie me up or be my friend. I said choose one. I said choose one. I said choose one. I don't touch a fucking picket. Choose one. Choose one. Choose one. Gotta choose one. Choose one. Choose one. Choose one. We wanna lose one. Oh, this big old bitch don't cut my leg. I started fucking bleeding like a fucker's dead. Had to lay her down, had to put her out, had to stick that piece of shit. 
brick in her mouth. Oh, told me once, told me twice, Duncan says, gonna hook up on his brand new bed. Gotta lift the legs, gonna lift the head, tell the Xbox One to fucking record the whole goddamn thing. Ooh, I'm in Duncan's bed. The legs lift up and so does the head. Cost a pretty penny, but a penny was spent. Ooh, baby, Xbox One record this event. I'm gonna get fucked on deep in the butt by Duncan's little cluckety cluck. Got a big cock gonna ram it deep. Gonna hit that pop into the meat. Ooh, baby, if you don't like it, get on by the town. <laughs> If you don't like it, get, get yourself out of town. Get, get yourself out of town. That's hilarious. Get, get yourself out of town. I'll ride you on a rail, put you in a bucket, tell you when he's gonna fucking. <laughs> I don't know. I learned to play guitar better. Let's uh, close it off here with a couple things. Um, Duncan, you want to plug anything? Ram Das. Uh, please listen to my podcast. It's called the Duncan oh, yeah. Trussell Family Hour. It's located at duncantrussell.com. What about some live dates? No li- you, live dates. Hey, when are you going to go on tour again? I don't know, Johnny. Let's go on tour together. Don't you think we should? I don't know. I don't know when that's going to happen again, man. I'm trying to reinvent myself right now. Reinvent you know? yourself. Don't yeah. try. Just do. You're good as you are. I love myself. You're a great I'm- comedian. Thank you, my dear boy. I- we should do a tour. Listeners, if you want us to do a tour, email Duncan, email... <laughs> myself tell us where you live tell us how many people you can get to the show and we'll make it happen probably in the early summer this coming year probably 2014 i'm saying june sure whatever sure whatever i what? don't know man just I, say yes I, as far as i sure. what's wrong you, you, gotta, Guys, you I, got a juggernaut appointment to be at i don't have a juggernaut appointment <laughs> I, what's a juggernaut oh what is it oh i thought you saw something on the fucking wall i thought you saw a big old spider just now um, All right, kids. Hold on. Don't fucking sign off my podcast. <laughs> Don't you dare sign off my podcast. How fucking dare you? Duncan. Yes. So, uh, tour is going to happen, everybody. This is Twisting the Wind. Also, uh, you want to just explain the juggernaut real quick? Oh, you mean the juggernaut? Yeah, I think it's a funny explanation. The term it, juggernaut comes I like from this. Jagannath, which mm-hmm. was a Hindu... Um, deity the uh version of krishna crazy thing i'm sure you've seen a picture of juggernaut uh if you you've seen it it, like grateful dead if you were old enough to have been to the grateful dead it's that weird flower face sticker i didn't know that that. grinning thing that's juggernaut and uh that 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 used to be excuse me that's a fucking badass out there that's, an, that's, that's a, a superhero. Fucking, that's a fucking badass. I'll stroke his little pony boy. <laughs> I'll stroke it deep. <laughs> a little fucking... Oh, my God. That's a fucking badass right there. Oh, my God. A, um, giant... Rolling thing, right? Yeah. It was like a... It's like a float for a parade. Right. But the float was had these huge stone wheels, apparently. And people would throw themselves under the wheels to be crushed by the thing in ecstatic devotion. To so that's what the, the Hindu term God. juggernaut comes right. from. 
Yeah. And how would you apply it to people's lives? Because I think we, when I heard you say this, it made a lot of sense. And I think it's something that most people maybe don't even realize that they are they're sort of devoting themselves to something like that. They're, they're sacrificing themselves for something. Well, it's funny because maybe, in, maybe in, the, in the Bhagavad Gita, there's a verse that says, uh, whatever your object of worship is, that thing I will be. And so the idea is that if you are somebody who is a careerist and who's completely absorbed into your job and at the expense of your family or you're sort of giving up um, happiness, you're not working for the right reason. Now, so, there is no wrong reason. But in other words, if you're sort of fooling yourself, if you're unhappy, if you're unhappy and you've been unhappy for a very long time, not just like temporarily unhappy, but if you just know whatever it is that you're doing isn't what you're supposed to be doing and you really know it it's not just a down that happens it feels ups bad and, downs and everything but you just know well that is no different since there is no time and since we are only alive for the blink of an eye if you have decided to sacrifice your life underneath the stone wheels of society and just let your your whole entire life get crushed beneath it then there isn't much of a difference between you and a, 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 a religious fanatic committing suicide in the name of this God. Uh, in fact, the religious fanatic committing suicide in the name of that God is actually a little more logical and balanced than you are because when they do it, they know why they're doing it. It's very pointed. And they know what they're doing. Right. Whereas what you're doing is you're pretending you're pretending that what you're doing is completely normal. You don't think that you're a religious fanatic. Only you just think you're an American and that you're this. You're doing the grind, the day-to-day grind. I paid my dues. Yeah, you're paying your dues or whatever. And that's a uh, that's a sad way to live if you don't really want to be doing mm-hmm. that. Now, if you want to be doing it and you like it, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's just if you don't like it. In other words, the great. It's the whole Fight Club thing, basically. To some extent. You know the whole part of Fight Club where they they find these people and they hold a gun to their head. And it's like, you have to start doing what you want to do or I'm going to come back and kill you. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you just have to... You have to... Either loving yourself means... Loving yourself, yep. If you really love yourself, then, you, then what you should be... You, your activities should be things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Or if you can't do activities that make you happy, then it should be activities that are in some way making other people around you happy. But you, you shouldn't just be storing up numbers in a bank account because that's um, that, that's a, a sure sign that you've been tricked. A great way to alleviate that is to donate to Feral Audio. Fuck yeah. And you can also go on Amazon through Feral Audio and buy stuff to give to people <laughs> yeah just go through the feral audio amazon portal it's pretty get great feral audio t-shirts you know this is uh, dustin's amazing and this uh, is. podcast collective is starting to get some real traction right now and it's yeah it's to about grow. to blow up here with on yeah, itunes it's pretty yeah. exciting so it, it, it's definitely cool that mm-hmm. uh to, it's a cool thing to support so yeah you know what trans throw yourself under the stony wheels of feral audio if you're and gonna get do that digitally crushed with love crushed. and um that's that tip tip to rue everyone tip tip to rue hot stuff take it down with you where you lay don't be too under it unless you're all above it and spread it out thin 
to the hot stuff never been got against. There's no compass in space. There's only a big spraying radioactive black hole space cock. Also known as a black hole. What if that's what a black hole is? It's just the like tip a, of a space cock. The <laughs> tip of a space cock. Going in reverse. Oh black holes are like reverse orgasms. Oh it's the universe sucking itself back into its dick. <laughs> it's like it's an anus. It's just the big old it's the anus. Oh, it is the anus. It is not an anus. It is the anus. It's the anus that all anuses are based on. It is the master key. (laughs) All right. Well. But good night. Good night. And thus ends this episode of Twisting the Wind. Uh, We'll be back next week with more answers from beyond. Uh, Tests for your lady. People you can greet. And extra money that you can use for endeavors to help out those who you know and love. Please be sure to visit the Feral Audio website and donate, listen to their podcasts, and just just really get in the scrum there. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.